Want to dive right in now because we've got a lot of ground to cover with our regular Wednesday commentator. He is the founder and editor of the Ohio Press Network. He is also our State House correspondent covering all things from Columbus uh, here on AM 1420 The Answer. And he's my co-host on our podcast. We'll have another new episode tonight uh, called Talking Smack with Bob and Jack. The Jack refers to Jack Windsor. Jack, good morning. Good to have you back, my friend. How are you? Why do you always bring that crowd of people with you to follow you around everywhere? I bring a party with me where, wherever I am. Yeah, wherever I go, <laughs> I bring my crew, man. I'm, I'm like 100 deep. Uh, it's, it's always an honor to be here. Thanks for, for choosing me today. And uh, I'm excited about tonight, by the way. Uh, we'll have uh, G. Van Fleet. And uh, it was really uh, inspiring last night to see that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy declared uh, in the 2024 uh, presidential race. So and uh, we got to chat with him last week. So uh, looking forward to tonight. I think we got among the very first um, conversations with Vivek about his uh, potential run last week when we did that. And if you missed that podcast, by the way, you can still hear it again, obviously. Find your podcast. Just search for uh, Talk and Smack with Bob and Jack. If you look for France and Windsor, you won't find it because we didn't name it that. So you have to look for Talk and Smack with Bob and Jack wherever you do your podcast. But listen to the conversation with Vivek. You know, it's interesting, Jack. I saw um, a tweet or a comment on response in response on Facebook or somewhere about Vivek's announcement that he is going to be uh, running for president that said, I'm really ticked off by this. Oh, you know what it was? It was Buckeye Politics Twitter account on uh, on Twitter this morning that said, I can't, I'm paraphrasing, I can't expray, explain how angry I am that he's running for president instead of for senator. Of Ohio, uh-huh. he is a Cincinnati uh, a native, and he, if he ran for senator uh, against Sherrod Brown, I think that would be a real, real interesting development. I think that might be a game changer. You know, we're looking at some of the same people who ran for the Senate seat um, to replace uh, Rob Portman. Uh, you know, so a lot of those same people in that crowd are going to be back, which is fine. But boy, uh-huh. uh, a national figure like Vivek with a platform he has would have been interesting. Yeah, it really would have been interesting. I think you're going to have a similar cast of characters. I talked with uh, Bernie Marino yesterday. He has not yet declared. I expect he will. Of course, Matt Dolan was out of the gate early. And uh, I expect Frank LaRose will probably throw his hat in that ring, too. We'll, we'll see who else. But uh, that certainly would have uh, provided some energy and a charge to that election, which I think is going to be expensive and brutal. But here's the other point, counterpoint to the, the frustration. And uh, I'm not saying that I necessarily believe it's good or bad. I'm just making it as a point. Uh, Vivek's going to shape the conversation. That video that he put out last night, if you have uh, suffered under what we've suffered under for the past three years at all, uh, I think that you would be hard-pressed to watch that video and not be a little fired up. So I think um, what he is at least talking about out of the gate could shape and frame the conversation on the national stage uh, during that presidential race. I don't disagree at all. I think he's absolutely going to have a say in this whole thing. He won't win. He can't win. It's just that's the way things are here. But but he uh, he could very well have a statement uh, to be made about what the others and whoever eventually win it does. Uh, I think that's very true. Real quick, Jack, before we get into some of our topics of the day, you mentioned our guest tonight on Talking Smack. Tell everybody a little bit more about that. Yeah, Jivan Fleet came to the United States. At, at a young age, and uh, she did it because she was escaping what turned into Red China. And she has been speaking out over the past couple of years uh, in places as prominent as Fox with Tucker Carlson. 
she's writing a book that really details what she experienced as a younger woman and what she's seeing in the United States today. And when you listen to her talk through experience, she's not pontificating. She's just giving you the hard facts. Uh, it's going to jolt you awake and it's going to maybe take the scales off your eyes if you don't see what's going on with masking and vaccinating and LGBTQ and ESG and all of these other issues uh, on which we are so divided as a nation. I think she's going to bring uh, just some perspective there that I think will shock a lot of people. Yeah, she um, she came over from Maoist China. So we're talking about, you know, at the worst time of the worst time, she was six when she came. And she's a Virginia uh, resident now. And uh, we're very much looking forward to talking to her about the reality of what communist China looks like, what the United States is doing that is similar in some ways to that, which has her concerned. But also, we'll talk about the prospect of war with China, given, uh, you know, the aggressive actions between the violation of our sovereign airspace, um, to the saber-rattling over Taiwan and more. So it'll be very interesting to have that conversation tonight with uh, with her. Okay, Jack, I want to dive into Ohio. By the way, I'm going to start with East Palestine because, um, because <clears throat> we should, because the federal government won't, because Governor Mike DeWine won't even declare it an emergency, despite all of these extraordinary videos of people like J.D. Vance scraping the bottom of a creek bed and watching mm-hmm. the toxic chemicals rise into the water. I saw another one where somebody threw a heavy rock into the creek, and it, um, you know, of course, splashed. And then as the splash settled, you saw just all of the toxins rising again to the the surface and uh mike dewine hasn't declared that contamination of groundwater and probably soil um along with of course the nauseous fumes that people continue to say they smell and that are making them sick uh he won't even declare it as an emergency so since the state of ohio won't deal with it the federal government won't deal with it we'll let jack windsor deal with it what are you uh what are your thoughts on the way this is being handled i think the first thing that struck me was the stark contrast from where we came from. This is the guy and this is the administration that wanted to make sure that when you got up from your table to walk, that you had a mask on uh, and wanted to close things down, wanted to you know, be extremely, what he would say, out of an abundance of caution, uh, extremely diligent about picking winners and losers and, and making sure that you were following protocols. Um, when, you know, no more than 2% of the population at one time had the virus, it appears, if I, my number, my, if my recollection of those numbers serves me correctly. But now here he is at the same time, uh, <laughs> almost the same time, um, just saying, look, yeah, you, you can go back to your homes. It's, it's safe. The air's safe. The water's safe. It's just the contrast is stunning to me, isn't it? I mean, what was spilled on the ground is really one of your worst nightmares. That uh, liquid uh, vinyl essentially is extremely vinyl, deadly. Vinyl and chloride, then, it's called. Right? Vinyl chloride, yeah. And then when you light it on fire, uh, it, it creates a noxious gas that the Germans used in World War One. So um, I guess I'm a little struck by it. And Yesterday, Governor DeWine kind of called J.D. Uh, on his bluff, if you will, uh, and he went with Mike Regan, who's the EPA administrator, to a woman's home in East Palestine, and he drank the water, which you and I both know um, <laughs> that is a uh, you know political move, and it's made uh, it's, it was made to help people feel more comfortable with what's well, going well, on. Well, it's there. also not provable, to my understanding, Jack. Did you see a different video that I did? Because 
from my understanding, and the only thing that I saw was they had a video of him drinking a glass of water. We don't know if that was poured from a bottle of smart water or a bottle of Dasani or if it was taken from the tap. Unless he filled it from the tap in a video I did not see, then I'm not going to believe he drank the actual tap water. Yeah, you know, see, how do we get how do we get there, right? We got there because of people like Anthony Fauci. We got there because of people like Bruce Vanderhoff and Amy Acton, who over the course of two or three years, everything they said and claimed to be completely accurate ended up being wrong. So here we are where we have a governor drinking water. I did see a video where it it appeared to come out of the tap. Um, but, you know, here's the challenge. I'm glad that. to hear that. I, I did not know that. I, but, but first of all, uh, I didn't see that video. I only saw the one where he was drinking, and nobody knows where it came from. But if he did drink something straight out of the tap, here's the thing. To say, see, look, it's fine. It's safe. Look what I'm doing. Okay, drink it daily. Drink it daily for the yes. next week, two weeks, three months, four years. What kinds of toxins and contamination is in that water that we don't know what impact it's going to have on people's health in the long term? It's just like the shots. We don't know what the mm-hmm. long-term ramifications are going to be, and they're going to be like, look, the only thing I feel is a little pain from the pinprick in my arm, but everything else is great for now. But but what about in the in the future? That's the thing they don't tell us. Well, you know what's interesting is let's let's backtrack. So it happened on what February third. Um, Donald Trump decided that he was going to go. All of a sudden, Pete Buttigieg. All of a sudden, the EPA. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, well, Mike DeWine. I, I'll give him credit; he was there sooner. But on, on a federal level, once Donald Trump decided he was going to do something, everybody started moving, which to me is disgusting. It's the politicization of, you know, a tragedy, um, an eco- ecological disaster, and and that's what it's being used for. But you know, just don't. The transportation secretary, when this happened, you know, he was out flapping his gums about how we're inherently racist and and that you know impacts transportation and infrastructure yeah. and. Uh, you know, on President's Day, Joe Biden's over, you know, talking to his, his guy there in Ukraine. And, uh, you know, the EPA administrator last Saturday actually was going to go to Africa um, for, you know, some mission. And uh, when that was discovered, he canceled that trip because it didn't look good on him. So once Donald Trump does something now, now the Biden administration and the left wants to chime in. And, uh, you know, a little too late for me. Yeah, I completely agree. Jack, let's transition now to the State House, and we can, if you want, we can even cross these subjects over because men maybe haven't paid enough attention. But I haven't heard a whole lot from Ohio State representatives also about East Palestine. Um, and and it's, I don't know if they're over there, you know, demanding answers as well, uh, or just the representatives in the districts or not. But at any rate, let's talk about what they are doing. The legislative agenda put forth by the uh, quote-unquote speaker, and I'm sorry I'm going to say it that way for a long time. Jason Stevens came out last week, and um, we were told that it was going to be a conservative dream by a few people who knew what it was going to contain in the in advance, and we had nothing to worry about about this uh, partnering with Democrats. It's going to be a conservative agenda. Well, uh-huh. you can report on this better than most. How conservative is it, and is there anything glaring missing from it? Yeah, so... I'm going to dive right in and I'm going to sprint through these and then, you know, we can come back up for air and talk about them if you want. On the economy, Stephen says he plans to lower state taxes 
invest in economic projects throughout the state, fund affordable housing, not allow ESG restrictions on investments of government funds. Uh, regarding families, he said the House will make adoption more accessible for families, prohibit biological males from competing against biological females, fund initiatives for healthy start programs for moms and address infant mortality, uh, preserve the role of parents uh, in education of their kids. On the education front, he says that he's going to address the teacher shortage, uh, address the fair school funding uh, model, uh, and make sure that money goes to quality education. He's going to create a child-first model to allow funding to follow students and then focus uh, the state's education approach to drive career readiness. Well, what's not in that or what's not on that? And I just want to quickly say our listeners probably remember Stevens has been a lightning rod of criticism among Ohio conservatives, voters and elected officials alike, who believe that he struck a deal with Democrats in order to overthrow the more conservative speaker in Derek Maron. They, they claim that the, that deal or those deals included stalling on the resolution that would require 60 percent electorate to approve and enact a constitutional amendment, watering down school choice, allowing Democrats to stuff the budget with their programs, putting the SAFE Act, which is save adolescents from experimentation. Uh, It's aimed at outlawing the mutilation of body parts to to put that on pause. Um, And so, you know, looking at this list, SAFE Act isn't on it. Uh, The 60 percent constitutional amendment requirement isn't on it. And I don't know what's in the school choice bill, uh, but I can tell you that Democrats, um, first of all, there are 33 members on the finance committee and uh, 31 of them voted for Jason Stevens. So um, there is a lot that he laid out in terms of prioritization, but as it relates to uh, the scuttlebutt regarding a potential deal. Now, Stevens told me in a one-on-one last week, Jack, there was no deal, Um, but critics have a hard time swallowing that pill given what we just covered. We could go uh, item by item, but we don't have the time to do that. I will say that I'm very disappointed in what you just said about the safe act. I'm not surprised. I'm also disappointed in just the platitudes. I forgot how you just phrased about advocating for for parents' roles in education. To say we will, I want specifics. I want to know what is being done at the board of education level. I want to know what is being done at the uh, uh, the um, Department of State Department of Education, uh, what kind of guidances and directives they are going to be giving to the uh, school district. How many school districts are there in the state of Ohio? Over 800 or something like that? It's a crazy Uh, number. It's like 600 or 800. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know uh, what is being done specifically to tell them we will not tolerate the uh, divisive indoctrination of uh, of our students and uh, thus our communities with the uh, imposition of things like SEL and and CRT and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But that's not there. Um, Derek Marin, to my understanding, and the 45, the reason they voted for him and supported him, they were going to be very, very specific about this. I don't trust jason stevens and the reason why and i want to get him on the radio and i'll tell him that to his face and the reason why is because i don't trust anybody who goes behind somebody else's back and stabs his own party and his own caucus in the back to gain his power if you'll do that to your friends what will you or what won't you do uh to your constituents i have a very very big problem with that very loosely worded agenda last thought to you jack yeah, there's doing the right things, and then there's doing the right things right. And I say that to point to the fact that you're going to have to look at what's in the bill when it comes out. And so as it relates to preserving the role of parents in education, critics would say, well, even addressing the issue that schools are hiding policies on gender 
and sexual orientation discussions, okay, if it comes to the forefront and they're able to see it, why aren't we outlawing it altogether? Is that going to happen? And then the focus uh, on career readiness in the state's education programs, uh, I asked Stevens if this would give radical culture companies like Intel carte blanche power in promoting pro-abortion, pro-LGBTQ agendas, and uh, I'll publish what he said uh, later this week. So there's a cliffhanger for you. Very good. Jack Windsor, great information today. Uh, looking forward to a great conversation with G. Van Fleet tonight on our Talking Smack podcast. So, uh, everyone, make sure you find that on your podcast platform, whichever one you use. Look for Talking Smack with Bob and Jack. And, of course, click on and subscribe to the Ohio Press Network, uh, which, of course, is Jack's uh, tremendous uh, .com, the Ohio Press Network .com, which is Jack's tremendous news publication. Jack, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bob. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.